everyone. Um, my name is Queen and I am the host of the Queen's Awoken podcast. Um, I know that I did an update lately on um, the podcast and um, we are going to be going into a little bit more detail on some of it. Um, but also, um, apologies for one, my dog, um, he is kind of being crazy right now, so if you hear him, I do apologize, um, but yeah, so, um, I am going to be talking a lot about, um, you know, something that ties into the subject that I am, um, going to be talking about. So, this past, you know, few months, I have really started to um, take a pretty long break from uh, gaming and streaming and everything like that, um, including my podcast. And first and foremost, I, I do apologize. Um, it is not something that I like to do. Um, I, I like to be there um, and do everything because not only um, I want to do it for um, my community, but also for me. Um, I really do love um, gaming and doing my podcast because it allows me to do what I love, which is learning about cultures and religions and stuff like that around the world. And um, with that being um, said is I have been um, very... um, my depression has been kind of um, wrecking <laughs> my mentality lately, and so I've had to take a few breaks. So I I do apologize, and it's not something that I intentionally do, um, but this is going to go into um, what we're talking about. Um, so today's topic is um, something called soul loss and I've known about this type of ideology or philosophy for a while um, it's not something new but I in a way forgot about that um, subject and what it was until recently. Recently, um, I saw something um, that reminded me of it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that is even a thing." So, um, I have been doing a little bit more research because. Um, if you are someone who struggles a lot with um, disassoci- 
deviation um, or other words um, detachment this is where that ideology and research actually came from um, so I'm not sure exactly what all religions or cultures um, believe in this or have this um, ideology but um, I know for sure that uh, Nat Native American cultures um, do have this and their shamans and healers um, help with soul loss as well. Um, the thing is, is I was researching a lot about this and it, it was hard to find a lot of different things um, that I had questions about. Um, I don't know how long this um, culture has been around or this ideology. And so um, I didn't really find um, those dates like I wanted to, more specifically for the actual Native American um, culture. But um, I do know that um, researchers have um, actually made this a diagnosis in the 1980s. And um, this is pretty important um, because it is um, pretty much um, something that is kind of um, new, but um, not a lot of research since then um, from what I have saw. Um, there could be, you know, more non um published or um, I guess like more um, not seen documents that you know I might have not seen but um, disassociation normally comes from um, type of trauma um, and meaning this is not just, you know, if you're part of DV or something like that, um, but other types of trauma, like car accidents or, you know, stuff like that. Um, so it's not just normal, you know, or not normal, but, you know, just DV trauma. Um, so anyone can actually have disassociation um, without having gone through um, a major traumatic event. And for me, it has been very hard on me because um, I've gone through years of different types of abuse. Um, my first abuse was when I was really young and um, then when I was in, you know, 21, 2021-ish, um, 20, um, I had gone through three years of emotional abuse. 
and for me it is hard because when I first was told that I might have PTSD from someone that I know and trust, um, I didn't quite understand why I would have PTSD. And the reason being is because when you think of abuse, um, you may, most people look to uh, physical abuse, um, especially when it is in a DV um, type of situation. So for me, um, I did not know that um, I was going through that because I personally didn't even know the type of signs or things that people would do. So that was hard on me because I didn't know that that was what was happening. And so for a while, I, I didn't even know how to process or to recover from the abuse that I was going through. I personally, um, I didn't know a whole lot about, you know, narcissists and um, stuff like that. So I, my brain did not even like catch on to the signs and that had a major role on, you know, me and not going through the proper healing processes that I needed to. So it is extremely important for us um, to learn the signs of different kinds of abuse and be able to start going through the process of teaching others what that looks like. Um, we are, as a society, starting to get a lot better with um, teaching people what certain type of abuse um, situations are. And I think we're moving in the right direction with that. But we still have quite a bit of um, work to do. So I, I went through a lot of um, people saying that my emotions aren't valid or correct or um, they weren't very respected. And I went through three years of that. And I, I was so lost because I, I didn't, one, you know, notice the signs of what was happening. 
and that in return had a huge impact on how I reacted to it because if I would have known in the moment what was going on I probably would have caught myself or sought help to um, find a way to fully um, teach myself or help myself regain what I needed to in order to deal with it in a healthier way. Um, but instead, I started to be um, have the bad habit of disassociating. And this is not a good thing or a good way to or good habit to form because that now as I'm out of you know abusive relationships I'm now in a place where I'm safe not only emotionally mentally but also physically but now I'm having issues within myself and this goes into um, where soul loss comes into play is when you are in a abusive relationship or you're in danger a part of you leaves like a part of your soul leaves or it hides itself within deep within you and that is so that you can protect yourself and you don't lose all of your soul your whole soul isn't damaged from that trauma so not having a part of your soul makes you feel incomplete and lost like you don't you're not very sure on who you really truly are anymore and a lot of the things that you did to essentially try and find who you were or to um, in a way form how you act is very hard especially when you are younger and you're going through a lot of development you start to use your disassociation to pretty much form who you are as a person and so when you start to heal and truly find who you are it is hard because you already have that um, that view of yourself when you were in your trauma and when you go to heal or to retrieve your soul or to find it whatever you need to do it 
freaks your brain out because it's now someone who you were before your trauma. And that can cause a disconnection because you're trying to be who you were before the trauma and but you've gone through so much more depending on how much you know how long your soul was lost or hidden that you're no longer the person that you were before the trauma happened and if you have a very long period of time where it was a reoccurring thing you don't really understand how you can be that person even if you were you know okay with that person before because you one I would not know who I was before the trauma because I was very young when my first like real traumatic event happened and so there isn't really a time for me to be like yeah like I love the person who I was before trauma I can't say that because I don't know who I was you know I was a little kid um so having that formation of going through the trauma while you're developing is very hard because it's like well what really am I what what do I love what am I passionate about what gets me excited about the day so it's it is definitely a huge learning um, experience where I I am especially in this stage because I have put in, I have been put in a box my whole life and I wasn't really sure on why I was put in this box um, but you know as I get older now I understand but um, you know just as a society you know we have different boxes for people um, for example men men are allowed to express their feelings and emotions because if they do then they are seen as weak and that isn't right. Um, just because people show their emotions doesn't make them weak. And I believe that if you do show emotion, you are one of the most strongest people within society. So everyone and especially you know if you are in the LGBTQ or um, any type of group whether it's you know religious or gender or non-gender um, 
you're put into a box. And I was, you know, um, being a female, I was put into a box of how a female should act. And on top of it, I didn't know that I had ADHD and having not knowing that I had ADHD was a huge struggle for me because I was made fun of and I was told by you know teachers especially um, that I was done that I was never going to be successful in you know everyday life I wasn't going to go to college. I wasn't going to get a good job. I am not strong enough or smart enough. And then on top of it, going through the abuse that I did, I started to really put myself into a box of society's expectations. And in the long run, now when I'm starting to really stick up for myself and to really search for who I am, a part of me is afraid to do that because now I've taught myself that no one is going to care about me for me. I'm not going to be what I want to be. Um, I'm dumb. I'm stupid. And I, in a way, taught myself that because of how other people were in a way teaching me so to truly learn myself has been very difficult and I don't wish that on anyone and when you are told so much that your emotion doesn't matter or it's not right or you're being over dramatic or you're you know all these different things you start to suppress your emotions you're supposed you know you start suppressing who you truly are so I am in like person I am very introverted I don't really talk to people and that is because one I have been told my whole life that I'm loud and that I'm too much for people that to truly be myself no one would accept me 
So my disassociation becomes a huge issue now where I have a very hard time expressing myself and my emotions. And it is extremely hard when you are in a relationship because, you know, any type of relationship, it could be friendship, it could be, you know, dating or marriage or whatever it is, that communication of what I'm feeling is very hard because I've learned for so long to suppress myself and what I'm feeling. And now I am in a way to be afraid of expressing myself and my emotions. And I don't think that anyone should have to go through that. So I've had issues with disassociation for such a long time. And I, in a way, like whenever I do show emotion or anything where I talk about how I feel, I start to get very overwhelmed to the point where it's hard for me mentally and emotionally to do anything except for panic. And then, you know, hyper-focusing comes in with, you know, ADHD. And I sit here and tell myself repeated thoughts. And they're not the best thoughts, which is, you know, what we think is what we are. We are always manifesting something, even if it's a small, I got this. It's a manifestation. So when you sit here and you are hard on yourself, it becomes that is the manifestation that we are having of ourselves and our surroundings. So soul loss is very, very related to disassociation. And I think it is so amazing that, again, you know, we talked about this when we did the astrology um, episodes, but we, we think, oh my goodness, it was so long ago, we, you know, they're not that smart as we are today, and it's like, but they were so smart that they knew what this was. 
they just had a different name for it. So, for me, what has helped is um, within this journey of relearning myself and relearning how to feel my emotions is within therapy and stuff like that I've had been you know doing journaling and setting a time for um, things that I love to do um, I am extremely grateful that I learned what I love and what I'm passionate about during high school and I'm glad because now you know not only am I gaming on a on a you know level that I love but I'm also studying and learning about cultures and I that's what I found within high school is I loved learning about other cultures um, so now I am using that to my advantage to now I am starting to get back into that so then when I get depressed or anxious or anything like that then I can have a way to do what I love to help me cope with what I'm dealing with and then I I have been journaling because when I do get into that um, headspace of um, I have all these emotions what am I going to do how can I do and like how do I recognize the emotions that I'm feeling and not re-traumatize myself or get myself so overwhelmed where now I'm scared to feeling anything because I start to panic from all the emotions. So I I for myself and it, it sometimes journaling doesn't help for others but it has helped me a lot because now my emotions are going somewhere. They're still in my head, yes, but now I am able to feel the emotion and process it and cope with it and then be able to do what I need to do. So it is it's hard for me it's a daily struggle for me to not disassociate um 
I detach from literally everything. I could be doing the dishes and I'll detach. I'll disassociate myself. And what I think is so weird for me because um, how other people disassociate is completely different than you know how others so with me I actually tend to in a way my eyes kind of look like they're in the back of my head and I am watching myself do something at a longer distance than normal so it is like weird for me because it's almost like an out of body type of reaction but inside my body so in a way I'm almost looking like I am in third person but within my brain it is like literally the weirdest thing and I don't know the words to truly um be able to explain things and so um, along with this is when we go through the trauma the trauma our body doesn't understand the difference between emotional and physical because our body can only recognize energy or energetic frequencies. And that is why a lot of scientists have proved that when we listen to different frequencies in you know, music and stuff like that, that our body is responding to that frequency and so it's not just what we you know listen to it's what we watch it's what we eat and so much so the frequency of our trauma is going to be the same frequency throughout so if we got in a car accident our body is going to react the same way as if we went through emotional abuse so for me I have not only um I had to change a lot of what I was eating because of my anxiety and the stress that I was going through. It caused me to have, you know, IBS because my body didn't know how to respond to all the energy that I was going through. So changing my diet has a huge factor. And then you have um, 
different type of things that I no longer watch because if you sit here and watch so much of negativity that is going to affect the frequency that you are putting towards your body and so I cut out a huge amount of what I watch um, I don't watch anything political anymore and I don't watch for the news or anything like that because of how it affected me and my body so when we are going through these how we are acting and what habits we are forming becomes a habit that we will continue to have so with soul loss is we have multiple different types of habits that we can form and how we act um, we all know fight or flight if you don't know um, fight or flight is if you are in a dangerous situation what are you going to do to react to that situation are you going to fight back or are you going to run away so a good example that I saw is, you know, if you're getting chased by a bear, what are you going to do? Are you going to stand your ground and fight back or are you going to run or try to get away? And everyone has a different response to what is going on. But now a lot more information coming out is the other two type of responses. So the third one is freeze. And it, you're doing exactly what the word is suggesting. If you're in danger, are you going to sit there and freeze? Um, I don't know if you guys are interested in like ghost hunting and stuff like that, but you have a lot of people that sit here and like, I didn't know what to do. I just froze because I was so afraid of what was happening. So that is a freeze response and it's normal especially if it's something that you aren't used to and or never had happen like I've never been chased by a bear so how am I going to react well you know you have like certain different things depending on the species of the bear you know how you're supposed to react from, you know, a black bear 
to a brown bear, you know, is depending on that species. But I'm most likely going to freeze because how am I supposed to remember which one I'm supposed to do? Some of them, you know, you have to be in a fetal position where um, you act like you're dead. But another one, you're supposed to be big and get yourself bigger. So that freeze response is something that, you know, is different for everyone. But then we have the last one as fawn. And what fawn is, is when you try to de-escalate the situation by almost giving in. So for me, I don't like it when people start arguing. Um, I hate conflict between people. I hate, you know, when people are fighting. So when I, or if I even get yelled at, I go into a fawn response because I've been taught myself that way through my bad habits that I have formed. So it is so interesting because you can have so many different responses to different things and you never exactly know what is going to be your response. But the more that you learn about it and how you react to certain things, then you will be able to better prepare yourself for if something else happens, what are you going to do? So now going through the healing of everything, I am starting to gain my voice back. And that was, you know, through help of people that I trust and highly appreciate. So now I found my voice and now I'm able to really stick up for myself. And that's helped a lot because now I can stand my ground a little bit more but I still sometimes go into that fun response because I don't like being yelled at. And I don't like conflict. So fun is seen as the people pleaser type of response. So learning about this, I had no idea that these were added into um, the, um, you know, responses that we could have. And so when I learned about this, I was like, that makes a lot of sense because especially with my experience, fawning is something that now I do on a daily basis because now I don't want to have conflict. 
so I end up going into a fun response. So it is one of the most, you know, craziest things to learn about. And truly like sit here and experience something that has been part of society for such a long time that you know it, it's just crazy how people you know that lived a while ago you know have and know about this and yet you know it's barely understood now so I have started to um, start learning and be a, a part of me that understands myself because being in a place where you don't know yourself is very hard. So I I hope that I helped at least some of you. Know that we all respond to different traumas differently and so what I do might not work for you and that's okay because you know we're all different but know that one I am not a professional but I do want to try and help you all of you try and do what you need to do to heal um, there are ways um, to go through disassociation or soul loss on your own but there are also shamans out there that also um, are specialized within um, that type of subject so of course guys um, be safe drink your water make sure you guys are staying hydrated take care of your guys um, physically mentally emotionally and don't be afraid to do your you know self-care um, I will see you guys next episode